Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, more draft rankings. The top of this class goes well beyond Connor Bedard and Pilsy. They're all in the middle of the ice. And we're looking at players two and three on our rankings today. It's Adam Fantilli and Leo Carlson. Lots to like about these two players who are putting up unprecedented numbers in their respective leagues. All of today's show is brought to you by Farm to Fork. Go visit farm2forkdelivery.ca today and taste the farm-to-fork difference. You will never go back to grocery store meats. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 812 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, please like and subscribe Wherever you download your podcast, we're also available on YouTube. Today is Friday, June 2nd, and Pilsy, what a week on Locked On Senators. From unveiling a new background template on YouTube to Pierre Dorian joining the show, and one of our favorite parts of the year draft rankings has begun. And starting at the top of the list has certainly added a little excitement to our player rankings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anytime you get to talk about a player of Connor Bedard's uh, excellence, it's always exciting. And Ross, even though we know the Ottawa Senators will not be getting Connor Bedard any way, shape, or form, it's still, just as a hockey fan, it's so exciting knowing this guy's going to be in the league and we're going to get to watch him uh, very uh, much more available than we did when he was in the dub. So I hope your nephew doesn't listen to this show. Otherwise, you just told him Santa's not real. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, Connor Bedard's not going to the Ottawa Senators. Darn. Oh, man, that's too bad. But doing all the research today, Pelzi, beyond the top three, I was plugging in all these rankings. And again, it's going to get contentious. We have There's a certain player, and I'm going to save this as a little tease. Let Ooh. us know in the comments if you can guess what divisive player this is, if you're already deep into your draft stock, there's a specific player who one of our eight scouts who were looking at all the eight rankings has ranked 27th on their list and another has 107th on theirs. You think that's a discrepancy? There's another player where Elite Prospects has them ranked 8th and one of the Athletic Scouts has him 68th on his list. Wow. That's... That's third round versus eighth overall. Yeah, which is crazy because usually, like, I feel like the people that do draft rankings now, they try to focus on tiers, and then it's like, okay, now where do these guys rank in these tiers? So for two guys to be that far off on what tiers these guys might be, like, if, you know, if if guys have different opinions and one guy's, like, nine and one guy's 11 or something, like, that's not that big of a deal. But you start getting into difference of 50, or more in rankings, like, wow, that's, uh, I don't know, one one guy's seeing something, the other guy clearly is not. And it is obviously all subjective, and that's why we get such a wide range of opinions. Pilsy, it was so clear-cut for number one. Hell, it's pretty clear-cut for numbers two and three. We'll get to our scouts, and 
a couple of them I'm still waiting to get yeah. back on their final rankings, but we've got a lot of them already set. If you're new to the draft ranking process here on Locked On Senators, we go with Bob McKenzie, Craig Button, Corey Pronman, Scott Wheeler, Rachel Dory, Jerome Baruby, Chris Peters, and Elite Prospects. So we we cast a wide net, Pilsy, because you and I don't pretend like we're grinding film all year long. We come in here, we read the reports, we we check out the, the YouTube clips, especially at the top of the draft. It's easy to find a lot from these guys. But man, you talk about when, when Scott Wheeler says this is the best draft he's ever covered, and you have to perk your ears up in that and think that, hey, we could be seeing some special players fall in the draft. And that's why we love it so much. And and just being able to see the excitement, obviously, sometimes it's a, a jaw-dropping decision at 10th overall that your team makes, but there's mm-hmm. always something on draft day that makes things super interesting. And our goal here on Locked On Senators is to make you a smarter hockey fan over the next month that you can sit down. Because sometimes, Pilsy, I understand people are like, oh, wake me up when they contribute at the NHL level. We want to get this at the grassroots so you can be like, oh, yeah, I remember the Locked On guys talking about how, you know, uh, this guy's agility was such a great attribute. Now look at him sidestepping guys in the National Hockey League and scoring off the half wall. So this is kind of us planting seeds in your brain that'll grow over the next few years and hopefully make watching the National League and the, the minor leagues that lead to that a little bit more fun. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, like, we're using the information we're given from experts that we trust. We try to collaborate it all into one spot and then kind of give our take on what we've learned from this information and try to relay that to you. Like Ross said, we we are not touting ourselves as draft or scout experts. We are using the experts' opinion and knowledge and putting it all together and trying to uh, present it in a way that uh, you guys know we do. So we should uh, address the elephant in the room. We are recording late on Thursday night because if the Sens are sold and it's Friday 8 a.m., I'm going to wake up and post this. And if it's not out, people are going to be like, you guys covered two prospects. The Sens are very likely never going to have play on their team when the team was sold. So Full disclosure, it's a farm day for Pilsy. Early morning, the two options were, do I record at 6 a.m. Central Time or do we grind it out here the night before? We want to get you as much draft coverage as possible. Again, if there is a sale, I will jump on. We'll do a live stream. We'll make sure that we have that covered. But again, as of right now, we're no closer than we ever have for a sale of the Ottawa Senators, at least as far as we know, Pils. Yeah, I I feel pretty confident uh, that we won't get too dated here. And as you guys can probably tell from my less illuminated room that it is late at night here in Collingwood. (laughs) Ross, I feel like you could get away with it, but uh, I don't know if I could fool the listeners. Uh, I've got no overhead lighting in this room, so I'm relying on my my ring light here to just keep my face bright. Yeah, you look illuminated. Now let's illuminate Thank the you. listener on Adam Fantilli and Leo Carlson, some very unique individuals from their off-ice personality, from their, how they were brought up, and a whole lot more. There's lots to cover, so let's get to it. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. I'm not a guy that likes to plan a lot, so I want an app that can get me what I need when I want it without any stress. And that is the beauty of the Game Time app. I'm hoping to get to a couple more Jays games this summer, but I like to go when the weather is good and I don't have anything, uh, you know, pegged down on my calendar. So maybe one day I'll wake up, Ross, and I'll say, hey, I want to go to the Jays game today. And where am I going to go for that? the game time app because it's so easy and it's more than just sports though you can get 
music tickets if there's a big summer concert you want to get to uh comedy some uh comedians usually roll through toronto you love to see that or anywhere in ontario and if you want to go to a theater production too you can get tickets on game time there as well and the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time's going to credit you 110 percent of the difference and you get images of your seat before you buy, so you know what to expect when you get there. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, one, two, boom, tickets are right on your phone. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Guys, again, download the app. Create an account, redeem code locked on NHL for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Today's episode is also brought to you by farm to fork delivery.ca. Farm to fork delivery.ca. Now, this is an amazing local company. Our friend Derek is the owner of Farm to Fork, and he's doing everything he can to make sure everyone is eating premium meats high quality for less. And if you're a listener of Locked On Senators, you know that Sens 10 gets you 10% off your first purchase at farmtoforkdelivery.ca. Go shop the specials. June specials are up now. And Pilsy, you know June is Father's Day month and your dad loves grilling. I don't know your dad personally, but I know he loves grilling. Everybody's dad loves grilling. So get your father's, the Father's Day bundle over at Farm to fork you will save on it you will make your dad happy 10 ribeyes and 14 filet mignons i know in my household my fiance loves the filet mignon i like the ribeye so what a perfect bundle for us and it's a perfect bundle for you so go check them out farm to fork delivery.ca they've got sustainable seafood everything is flash frozen at the counter pilsy you just let the people know last week you did an unboxing how delicious was your farm to fork Oh, it was awesome. Yeah, delivered right to my door. You love to see that. I got chicken breast and sirloin. I haven't tried the sirloin yet, Ross, but uh, I put the chicken in the air fryer and it was awesome. A little seasoning on there. Had it with some broccoli and some uh, roasted potatoes. So highly recommend getting your order in at Farm to Fork now. And you can go do that at farmtoforkdelivery.ca. Plenty more to come with our partnership with Farm to Fork. Yeah. Just getting started. Support local. Let them know Locked On Send sent you by using code SENDS10 for 10% off. It's Farm to Fork Delivery. You will never go back to grocery store meats when you eat this amazing food at Farm to Fork. All right, Pilsy. I'm fired up, man. This is an awesome time of year. It's light, late. The grill's on. Farm to Fork Delivery yes. is there for you. By the way, Farm to Fork Delivery, it's not just Ottawa. It's not just Toronto. It's all of Western Quebec as well and everywhere in Ontario. So make sure you yep. check them out wherever you are. As, as Collingwood was right on their list and Pilsy was exactly. able to get that up in the Blue Mountains. All right, Pilsy, coming in at number two. On our NHL draft rankings for 2023, it's unanimous again. It's Adam Fantilli, Canadian-born Adam Fantilli, but currently playing in the NCAA with the University of Michigan. Just special, special, special player. Yeah, this kid's an absolute stud. And I mean, 
He's got the uh, the accolades to prove it, Ross. He won the Hobie Baker as a freshman. He scored a beautiful game-winning goal in the World Championship up against Latvia, and that sent Canada to the gold medal game. He didn't exactly have uh, you know a star-studded World Juniors, but he did have five points in seven games, and he was the MVP of the USHL playoffs in 2021. So no matter where he plays, it seems like he makes an impact. And uh, Adam Fantilli is – it's one of those guys, Ross, where similar to the McDavid draft. Sure, McDavid is the ultimate prize at first overall. But the Buffalo Sabres, at least at the time, weren't too sorry to end up with Jack Eichel. And uh, Jack Eichel, he's in the Stanley Cup Finals coming up here this weekend. So he's an amazing player. So Adam Fantilli, similar, not exactly a a loser's consolation prize here. I'm glad you brought up Jack Eichel because that's not all those two have in common. They're also two of the three players in history to win the Hobie Baker for the best college hockey player in the world. The other, Paul Correa ever heard of him when you look at Adam Fantilli you look at confidence you look at skill you look at speed you look at the whole package at six foot two 187 pounds with Michigan 30 goals 35 assists good for 65 points in 36 games did I mention he's a freshman 31 penalty minutes as well and every single one of our scouts has him ranked second on their list Pilsy I'm pulling up the list as well of first overall picks And out of the last, like, 10, I would say he goes first overall ahead of half of them, at least. At least. Let's go down the list. Okay. Uri Slavkovsky. I'll take Fantilli. Okay. Owen Power. Ooh. Teammates last year, too. Or sorry, no, no. One went in, one went out. Yes, exactly. Never mind. You know what? That one, I'll give it to Power. Just big right shot uh, defenseman. I'll give it to Power. Tim Stutz. Oh, no, it was actually Lexi <laughs> Lafreniere that went first overall in 2020. I'm going Fantilli on that one. Jack Hughes. Ooh, I'm taking Hughes. Yeah. Rasmus Dahlin. Probably go Dahlin. Oh, I'm going Fantilli. Dahlin's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But like, we cannot understate how good Adam Fantilli is. Yeah, yeah, no, he he is incredible. I think really the only, like Jack Hughes was uh, a forward that I took ahead of him, but I, I hold right shot defensemen, especially in high regard, so I'm going with those two oh, defensemen. No, lefty. Oh, yeah, Dullian's a lefty, yes. Well, either way, the uh, okay, franchise how about, defenseman. How about in 2018, we'll go with the first center drafted. Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi. Okay, yeah, actually, that's a better way to put it. Yeah, I'm definitely going uh, Vantilli over Cock and Miami. People who are listening to this are like, oh, yeah, this is a Senators podcast at the end of the day. I mean, even with our bias, I don't think that's too crazy to say. Oh, no, no, it's not, but it's fun to bring that one up. Uh, 2017, Nico Heischer. Yeah, I'll probably take Fantilli over Heischer, although Heischer has really kind of stepped things up lately. Right, but at the draft, we kind of have to rewind our minds. Yes, 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 yeah. Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. I think it's fair to say those guys are, are first overall. Yep. Aaron Eckblad. Oh, Fantilli. Nathan McKinnon. No, I'll take McKinnon. But then Yakupov, Nugent Hopkins, and Taylor Hall. I'm still taking Fantilli over all three of those guys. Yeah, definitely. All right, so that goes back to 2010. So it's it's about 60% of them. Yeah. You take Fantilli fair. more. This is how good he is. So I put he's the best second overall pick since. 
probably Jack Eichel. Like that's the only one that really comes out. Like Patrick Laine's in the mix there. You've got like Kapokako. You've got uh, Andre Svechnikov. A few other guys for sure. Quentin Byfield. But I'm still t- like Adam Fantilli is unbelievable. Now, an interesting note about Adam Fantilli. And I first I want to close out by you saying he's a winner. Yeah, World Junior Championship this year, World Championship yeah. gold medal this year. And Pilsy, they lost to Quinnipiac in the semis of the Frozen Four faceoff for college hockey. So he came oh so close to winning glory at college hockey, but could not complete the trifecta. At the World Juniors, I mean, overshadowed by Connor Bedard, who wasn't. But yeah. he was able to kind of turn himself into a solid contributor in that kind of gritty role that he needed to, which kind of shows, I think, an NHL scout that he's willing to be a team player. Very confident. You talk to this guy, you see his interviews, everything exudes confidence. This guy knows how good he is, and he knows that he's going to step in. Like He's going to play top six, I think, in Anaheim next year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Un- unless he wants to go back to college, but I, I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, and Ross, if this is the end of his college career, in his last seven college games, he was on a seven-game point streak with fifteen points in those games. Like, sheesh, ridiculous. You know what's going to be the X factor? Can he play without his brother? His older brother and he have played on the same team the last three straight years, going back. Oh wow, USHL as well. Kind of cool. I mean, if they're going to follow the New Jersey Devils route, they got to scoop up uh, Fantilli's brother here. Jeez. Well, no, it would be like the Ducks. Remember, the Ducks had Rob Niedermeyer and then went out and were able to oh, get Oh, true. Well, I mean, the Ducks have a precedent doing that then. Yeah, well, and you mentioned the Devils with the Hughes brothers. Man, watching highlights of Hughes, like that Michigan team this year oh. was ridiculous. So ridiculous. good. They yeah. had seven first-round picks. Yeah, like it's insane what they were able to compile all the talent there. And I mean, Fantilli was a guy that he really showed that he could be a leader amongst even all those talented guys. And what I really like about Fantilli, Ross, is you look at the size, six foot two, 187 pounds for a centerman of his age. That's incredible. But then usually you're like, ah, big guy like that, he can't skate. Not Adam Fantilli. I mean, his. Do you see the play against Penn State where it was a loose puck at the blue line and the defenseman had three steps on him and he beat him to the far blue line? Well, that's the one thing I noticed in a lot of his highlights, Ross, is his straight line speed. He can beat defensemen very easily, even when they got a step or two on him, like you mentioned there. So he uses his size to an advantage from what I'm seeing is he uses powerful strides I wouldn't exactly say maybe his acceleration is top notch, but his, you know, line to line speed is up there with the best of them. Once he gets a couple of powerful strides in and he's going, whew, it's impressive. Good time for me to bring up Craig Button's player comparable for him. Who else skates like the wind? Powerful strides. Stanley Cup champion recently. McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon is his player comparable. One thing, he shoots a ton, not as accurately as Connor Bedard. That's kind of a separating quality. Is like he puts a lot of pucks on net and he dekes very well, but I would still say that Bedard is like three steps ahead for that. What are the scouts saying about Adam Fantilli? Scott Wheeler says he's big, strong, powerful, and he takes the puck from the wall to the interior with force, ease, and speed. Corey Pronman says there's so much to love about Fantilli's NHL projection. He's got a huge frame, skates well, and competes very hard. He checks every single 
Fox, Pillsy, the Anaheim Ducks were awful this year. We laughed at them over and over again. They don't win the lottery, but man, they've got to be excited about what's to come with Adam Fantilli. And with Fantilli, I think it's going to really complement the players that are already there, especially like when you've got him and Mason McTavish, those are two big, strong, young kids that have a lot of talent. And what I know is from Fantilli's highlights is this guy wins puck battles more often than not, like especially along the boards, Ross, like he's so good in the corners along the boards, like he's winning those puck battles. And now mind you, those are up against college kids, so a little different, but he's a freshman amongst them. So it's not like he's got uh, years on these guys. Uh, so I think he's going to be one of those players that transitions to the NHL fairly seamlessly. And it's going to be fun to watch Adam Fantilli with, in all likelihood, the Anaheim Ducks. All right, welcome back to Locked on Senators. I'm Ross, did, did you double up on the music again this episode? No way. I think you might have. I think you might have. Last time it was the... Uh, the, the more techno sounding one. And then this time you doubled up on the rock one. So that dash one on the music there. Dash one after the second period, back to back games. That's tough. Hey, if you have a good Leo Carlson, a draft profile, we can get, back, get you back to even buddy. Coming in at number three on the locked on senators, 2023 draft rankings. It's Leo Carlson. He is putting up historically good numbers in the SHL. As just a young buck, not only did he put up nearly a half a point per, more than a half a point per game, rather, with Oribro of the SHL, he then put up six points in seven games with Sweden at the World Juniors, and, oh yeah, had five points in eight games playing against men at the World Championships. It looks like he's going to go back to Oribro next year. I think that can change depending on the situation, whether he goes third to Columbus or or slips even further down, there is an X factor we'll get to next week that could throw a wrench in basically from here on. But I put in the side lineup, is he a modern-day Matt Sundin? Because if you look at how Matt Sundin played with that enormous frame, quick hands, very, very highly intelligent, a lot of the scouts saying this could be the smartest player in this draft class. Yeah, and I mean, a guy that has that much pro experience, uh, I can see that, Ross, because you look at uh, a guy like Leo Carlson, he played 44 games in the SHL this year, but he also played 35 games in uh, the SHL last year, as a, or the year before, as a 17-year-old. So you're looking at a uh, math guy here, 79 games in the SHL already. Yeah, not bad, eh? Um, so that's the thing, like, he has good size, 6'3", 194, so that helps playing up against the pros. And from the highlights I saw, it did not look out of place. Like sometimes when you're watching those highlights, Ross, you're like, oh, there's the the little speedy, skilled guy. Like that's the prospect. But here it wasn't that obvious. And I think that all that pro experience is really going to help him. And maybe he's one of those guys that uh, wants to play a little longer in Sweden. Nothing wrong with that. But if him and the team that draft him decide that, hey, Let's bring you over. We're ready. I don't think it'll be that difficult for him. And we've seen precedents of that in the Senators organization with Mika Zabanajad, where they thought, they're like, hey, let's give it a try. They yep. brought him over. He played nine games, just had one assist. And they're like, you know what? Go back to Sweden. 
get more confidence and come back next year. Did that work out okay with Mika Zibanejad? Did he do okay? Yeah, he's doing all right for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, similar structure as well. Both really big kids, but will they push back when the push comes to shove in the National Hockey League? I think eventually, no doubt, but it's just how confident can you be in a guy who's 18 years old? He'll be 19, though, in December. So one of the older players in this draft class, he can play the wing as well. I wouldn't be surprised if we see him start on the wing. But like you said, just bring so many intangibles to the game. If he doesn't have his A game going, he's got a B, C, D, and E game where he's got so many bags, so many tools in his toolbox that he's able to kind of put them all in his bag and use whichever one comes to his fruition at a great time. In our draft rankings, we have Craig Button, Chris Peters, and Elite Prospects all have him at third overall, whereas Bob McKenzie, Scott Wheeler, and Corey Pronman have him fourth. No spoilers as to who is mm-hmm. above him in their rankings, but he averages out for 3.5 to us. And you know what? You see 25 points in 44 games, and maybe some people go, hey, that's okay. But it's also playing against men at this age. Pilsy, the fifth most productive SHL draft eligible season. You've got the names of just what kind of company Leo Carlson finds himself in. Yeah, it's pretty good company, Ross, that's for sure. So he's trailing only Daniel and Henrik Sedin, Elias Lindholm, and Nicholas Backstrom. So, I mean, those guys all, and some of them are still in the league thriving. So that's definitely a good sign if you're a team that's going to draft Carlson. What will a team love most about Leo Carlson? I think what a team will love most about him is all that pro experience, like we mentioned, but he has a lot of confidence. The highlights that I saw, he had no issue trying to use his hands in tight right in front of the net. And when you do that, you're going to face physicality. You're going to face pushback. And that didn't deter him at all. Like some of the younger guys are like, ah, I'll stay outside and, and try to try to find a seam where I can pass to a teammate to get to those hard areas. Or, or I'll take a long mid-range shot instead. Leo Carlson's like... No, I know I've got a higher percentage uh, to get a good quality scoring chance if I get to that slot. And if there's a defenseman or two there, I'll just try to deke around him and make it work. Now, it doesn't always work. Sometimes he kind of lost control of it or they'd play the body on him. But the fact that he's confident and he's trying those things already in a pro league is pretty impressive. And I think with some time and some development, you could see him pull off those moves with more success. I know we already said that Adam Fantelli is going to play in the top six next year in the NHL, but with his experience playing against men already, do you think Leo Carlson could be more NHL ready and potentially the most NHL ready outside of Connor Bedard in this draft? If I situations aside, they're both going to play on pretty bad teams. It's either going to be Columbus at three, San Jose at four or Anaheim at two. Who has more points next year in the NHL Carlson or Fantilli? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. Um, I, I might say I might say Fantilli just because uh, I, I think that he has a little bit more tools that he can use that will help him get points. But that's not to slight Leo Carlson because the thing, too, is he got a lot of time playing on the top power play in the SHL, which – the young guys, like usually you're lucky if you get a sniff on the second power play unit. And he was consistently uh, on the flank on that power play. And the thing I like about Carlson, too, is in the SHL, he 
pretty much primarily played as a winger, but growing up, he was a centerman. So that adds some versatility to his game, which I think can help him transition to the pros. And a perfect yin and yang down the middle long term, if he goes to Columbus, where you have Kent Johnson, the yeah. high-level video game type player, and then Leo Carlson, the smart, big, powerful mm-hmm. forward. Like, you see a little bit of Anze Kopitar in his game too, eh? Like, yeah. just the way he kind of patrols the middle of the ice, very sturdy and just a hell of a player. And I think Columbus would be the perfect landing spot for a guy like Leo Carlson as well. Yeah, I think so. And the nice thing with that, Ross, is you, you mentioned Kent Johnson, but I mean, if, I don't, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Line A there. But if you got wingers like uh, Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Line A, like that helps out a lot for young guys being able to just say, hey, all I got to do is feed these guys the biscuit and they're going to do the rest. They're going to do just fine. What are the scouts saying about Leo Carlson? Chris Peters says, with size, hockey sense, and skill, Carlson is one of the most complete players in the draft. He checks so many boxes and can produce at a rate that suggests he'll be a top-of-the-lineup NHL player. Scott Wheeler says Carlson's one of the smartest players in the draft and understands spacing and timing on and off the puck at an advanced level for his age. If you want to hear what the players think, hey, go check out our latest interview with Oscar Pedersen when we had him off last because he played internationally on Team Sweden on a line with Leo Carlson. So he knows firsthand and he told us, man, like you just know where to go, where to wherever you go, it's appropriate for you to get the puck. You don't even have to look. You know that it'll be on your stick because Carlson's got that sixth sense with him. Yeah, and he mentioned how it just it's easy to play with guys like that. And and he was thrilled. Like as soon as we brought it up, he was just like, Oh man, playing with Carlson, like it's great. Yeah, Sens fans know how cool it is when you watch a guy named Carlson out there. But unfortunately, Leo Carlson, very unlikely to ever play for the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, probably not. Uh, now, if there if there's one thing, and uh, you ask me if I think Fantilli or Carlson will pr- produce uh, more in the NHL right away, if there's one knock on Carlson that doesn't appear with Fantilli quite the opposite, actually, it's the skating. And now that's not to say that he's a bad skater, but these guys have similar size and Fantilli is an amazing skater. Whereas Carlson is, you know, maybe just an average or or good skater. So that's the one separating quality between these players, Ross, that I think is going to help Fantilli uh, transition a little bit easier than Carlson. Because as we know, like, this league is all about skating. Like, if you're not an above average skater, you're probably playing fourth line or you're a seventh defenseman. Like it's hard to keep up shift in and shift out with the rest of these guys. Leo Carlson comes from a hockey family. His dad played professionally as a tough, hard nosed defenseman while his older brother plays defense as well in a division three men's league in Sweden. Now off ice, Leo Carlson, much like any kid, very happy, very enthusiastic, very hardworking. Scott Wheeler covered a unique part of Leo Carlson and he stutters uh, when he talks and it happens more when, okay. when he's nervous, when he's in front of cameras and speaking a second language. I thought it was a very well done article by Scott Wheeler, just talking about how he's grown in to kind of just accept that's a part of him, And it doesn't mean he's any lower or any worse than anybody else, but um, just, it's a very kind of interesting kind of similar, like the story of that uh, Wheeler did on Zach Astapcher. I just think Wheeler's really good at kind of tapping into the emotion of a yeah. story. And I think he really nails it here. So go check out on the athletic, the Leo Carlson article that Scott Wheeler put out. If you want to learn more about Leo Carlson, but bottom line, like to wrap things up, Pilsy, this guy, 
He's going to be a top of the lineup center. And if you're looking for help down the middle and you have a top three pick in this draft, like this is franchise changing stuff. Oh, absolutely. And Ross, uh, on that note, I wonder if it maybe will be an advan- a mutual advantage for uh, Carlson to go to maybe a smaller market team like Columbus, where, you know, it's not like Montreal or Vancouver or Chicago, where, you know, he's going to be the center of attention all the time. And, uh, you know, going out to dinner and stuff, not playing well, you're going to hear it and things like that. I-, I wonder if maybe that's something that actually could be advantageous for a guy like Carlson. Yeah, well, we'll find out sooner than later. NHL draft coming up. Make sure you check out all of our player profiles that we're going to post on YouTube by themselves. And make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Senators. All right, Pilsy, heading into the weekend. Again, still no ownership updates for the Sens. Well, at least not as of yet, as of 11.40 p.m. Eastern on Thursday night. But do you foresee any news by Monday? <laughs> That's such a dumb question. <laughs> No, I, I don't. I honestly don't. Um, Any final thoughts? What are you up to this weekend? Uh, final thoughts for me, uh, as you mentioned, uh, a bit of farming going on for me this weekend. But I, I want to get your opinion. Whoa. How do you think game one of the Stanley Cup finals is going to go? Florida's been resting for a while. Do you think they come out flat tomorrow in game one? Ah, you hope not. You hope that they can kind of ramp up. But at the same time, both teams are at the same, not same, but similar disadvantage because, I mean, it's not like the Western Conference final wrapped up that long ago. It's I true. Still, I still think Vegas is kind of, you know, it might even be worse because they're in that lull, right? Where you can almost like go down and then build yourself back up with a few extra, pre- like kind of ramp up at the same time. Whereas once you kind of hit your wall, right? It's like after a big workout, you have that energy for a bit and then you're dead. So it's almost like maybe the Florida Panthers have, have had that lull already. And because it's been over almost two weeks, it's crazy. They're, yeah. they've been able to kind of ramp it up. That's kind of my spin zone. But if, if I was a betting man and I happen to be one, <laughs> I will not be touching the game one. I have no idea what's going to happen. Really? I think I might go heavy Vegas game one. Really? In Vegas, home yeah. crowd. Okay. I'm definitely doing uh, Vegas first five shots. Like I think right away they're going to be flying, and I feel like Florida is one of those teams where they hold, they hold, and then they strike when it's perfect timing. Like obviously they play with pace, but I, I don't necessarily think like if you and I'm looking from the shots angle. If you look at uh, their shots throughout games, it's not like they're dominating teams throughout the playoffs on shots uh, uh, on goal. So. I think that's a nice uh, nice little bet to get your Stanley Cup final playoff started. Do it at FanDuel.com. Yeah, they've been outshot in almost every game this playoff. That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, especially that last game against Carolina. It was insane that they won that game. Six straight games, they've either been outshot or in one of them even. Yeah. And it, going back to the start, okay, no, even still, like, they outshot their opponent in two of the first four games of the playoffs, but only once since. Yep. Yeah. So you're right, man. They just kind of play rope a Hey, in that stretch, they're 11 and one. Yeah. So like, who cares? Right. But, oh man. Yeah. They've been outshot 465 to 370 over their last 12 games and are 11 and one. Incredible. Damn. Incredible. That's, that's got- really Bob. I got Panthers in six, and I know you've got Vegas in six. Vegas in six, yes. All right, let us know in the comments who you got in Stanley Cup Finals. And again, make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Senators. Check us out on Twitter, at Central and Instagram, Locked On 
Senators. For today, we say goodbye. Have a great weekend. Again, if you missed any of Locked On Senators, our interview with Pierre Dorian, yesterday's Connor Bedard uh, draft profile, and a whole lot more, you can find that on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. <laughs>